0: What's up, gang? Thanks for listening to the Undiplomatic Podcast, the show with undiplomatic takes about the foreign policy scene. I'm your host, Van Jackson. So what we've got for you today is a short 15-minute episode. Basically, I sat down with this new organization, Security in Context, and uh, it's a transnational network of of scholars and policy experts who are committed to... Basically, to anti-militarism, they're trying to rectify this uh, pattern, this trend of like, we feel more insecure than ever, most of us. And yet we spend more time and attention on this thing called national security than we ever have outside of like major war. So we got to disrupt that right? We've got to shift to a more durable security. Well, how do you do that? Well, you're going to need critical scholarship, you're going to need policy competence, and you're going to need a lot of commitment. So that's what this is, right? This very much my bag what you'll discover through the episode is that we talk about my, my background a bit, but you discover basically that uh, I am joining Security in Context as a senior research scholar and co-director of their project on multipolarity, great power competition in the global south. All shit that I talk about, and do research on, great fit, not quitting my day job. Still in New Zealand, still teaching at Victoria University. Everything's the same. Just one more commitment, but it's a commitment that's worth making and worth doing. And by listening to this, you'll get a vibe uh, of the show, of the podcast, the direction it's going, and also my my research and what, what it is I'm about and trying to do. So uh, hopefully you enjoy this. Oh, one quick thing, too. We're done with buy me a coffee to support the show. If you want to support us, uh, subscribe, do a paid subscription to our newsletter. It's just undiplomatic.com, un-diplomatic.com. You'll be bankrolling the show for a mere five bucks a month. But you'll also be getting the newsletter, insider information, access. Uh, You'll be able to lead chat functions uh, in the community online, special episodes for the podcast, but also just general love and support for the show. So please consider that just five bucks a month. All right, peace.
1: Today, I have the pleasure to interview Van Jackson, Security in Context's newest member. We are very, very happy to welcome him to the project, which he is joining as senior researcher and co-director of the Great Power Competition Research Track. Van Jackson is an American political scientist and media pundit specializing in Asian security and the politics of U.S. foreign policy. He is a senior lecturer in international relations at Victoria University of Wellington and holds think tank appointments as a distinguished fellow at the Asia Pacific Foundation of Canada, as the defense and strategy fellow at the Center for Strategic Studies in Wellington, New Zealand, and as a senior fellow in the Asia Pacific Leadership Network for nuclear Nonproliferation and disarmament. He's written three books, The most recent one, Pacific Power Paradox, which came out last January, and he is the host of the Undiplomatic podcast, among many other very impressive achievements. Hi, Van. Uh, First of all, welcome to the team. It's so, so great to have people like you join the project. Um, So I just read your official bio, but, you know, official bios always sound uh, very overwhelming. And as you say on your website, they sound like an AI wrote them. So could you give us the unofficial bio now and tell us a bit about your background and your journey?
0: Yeah, I mean, I grew up like lower working class, precarious working class, kind of poor in uh, Southern California, Southern Indiana, and then in uh, Central Florida. And I didn't have a whole lot of prospects uh, coming up that way. And so it was like drugs or gangs or be a cop. And none of those seemed very appealing. So uh, I kind of ran away to the u s Air Force when I was seventeen, and I told the recruiter I wanted to be james Bond and he of course laughed at me, and I didn't know what that even meant anyway um, and so he I, I took a series of like tests and eventually they slotted me into um intelligence and I became a, a Korean linguist and the the whole time I was in the military, this is like 2000 to 2006. This is, of course, the era of like the war on terror. So when September 11th happens, and the attacks happen, it it leads to this massive expansion of the national security state. And I was personally set up very well to be like a beneficiary of this tremendous expansion. And so like, there's this perverse way in which I owe my career to being an agent of like ever-expanding liberal uh empire and in the military was really good for me in some ways you know uh personal discipline thinking strategically uh in weird ways like learning how to suffer if that makes sense but also it, it introduced me to how national st- security works how the national security state does its thing what kind of ideas power it Um, And then uh, I worked in the Pentagon during the Obama era as a civilian policy official doing defense strategy stuff. And at this point, I'm like a true believer in not just liberal internationalism, but like liberal primacy, you know, like uh, making apologies for basically military primacy, military superiority and perpetuating this kind of unbalanced status quo And then uh, I'm getting my Ph.D. at night, basically, and I become kind of like enamored and obsessed with the think tank world as part of all this. And it was that experience of like, okay, the interesting stuff in national security is happening in the think tank space. So once I finished my Ph.D., I left the bureaucracy and went uh, to one of the prominent security think tanks in, in D.C., and I started doing that kind of like think tank, intellectual, defense intellectual work, but I was like pretty grossed out by the sort of like soft corruption of it all, and the way the narrow ways in which you could only you could make ad- arguments and make advice, and like the sources of the funding were really dodgy, uh, as like defense contractors primarily. Uh, I I was grossed out by it all, and so. Uh, I tried to get away and I was interested in teaching and being a proper academic and I had a PhD. So I went on the academic market and this is all coinciding with like the Bernie Sanders campaign, which was really resonating with me. My friends were recruiting me to work on the Hillary Clinton campaign. And like, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling it, you know, and I was kind of at a crossroads there and then Trump ended up winning and I was like, Oh Jesus. And it was literally in those weeks after Trump won, but he wasn't yet president, like that interregnum. That's when I got this job offer to teach in New Zealand. And it's like, okay, I, I have a, a parachute here in a sense, like an escape hatch and I can do normal international relations and be a scholar and get out of this whole, like kind of, I've said the word gross many times, but like, that's just the <laughs> vibe of the the DC think tank space. And so, that was what I did, and um, I started critiquing Trump like everybody, and then I started noticing that my critiques of Trump were really indictments of the larger, like, establishment liberal primacy machine. And that made me uh, kind of have a reckoning in the Trump years. And by 2020, I emerge um, I mean, I had a political evolution leftward as a result of all this, but it's really like, well where the hell does Trump come from? How is he possible? right um, and that led to like adjusting my my own research and the way I do policy advice and shifting from a defense intellectual to like a, a public intellectual if you will um, so that's that's the journey that's where I ended up how I ended up here I guess
1: super interesting uh, and so why did you decide to join security in context
0: so um, there's a A boring answer to that that is like well i uh had intersections with omar dahi the project director but the on the about us page for security and context there's this intro video which is really good video actually and the the content of it was like singing the song of my soul i mean the puzzle that you guys present in that video is what my obsession is right we're spending more money and more resources than ever on this thing we call national security. And yet, not only does the world feel perpetually insecure, it feels like insecurity is getting worse for most of us. And so, you know, to put it differently, I guess, our investment in security seems to be inversely correlated to the outcome of security. And so, we as a species, are doing something wrong here we're doing security wrong well why is that well it starts with critiques of the status quo but at a certain point that has to also include alternative ways of thinking and being in the world um alternative ways of steering policy right so we need new theories of security and so security in context is this kind of unicorn to me like this unique organization that can do not just critique, but rescue, right? Critique and rescue. It's like, here's the price we pay for endless war, balance of power games, dollar supremacy, ignoring gender inequality, right? Here's the dark side of the going concern, but here's a better way. And that mission, getting us to a more durable security, that's worth my limited time as a human being on this planet. And so you asked why you know, do this? Why join security and context? It's like, there's an urgency in the inverse correlation. Like we're doing more securitization, but we're getting more militarism and we're getting less security. And that's a trend that we need to disrupt. And so security context, I see it as like one of my tribes, a tribe or a vehicle for disrupting a broken status quo.
1: What kind of uh, work do you hope to do within the project? Um, what themes uh, are you planning on researching, and what activities are you going to be promoting through the project?
0: So the the areas of work that security and context is organized around, like uh, knowledge, production and pedagogy and public policy, to me, these things all blur into each other. And so the research I do also becomes the basis for advocacy and I started calling it strategic peace studies. I, I really doubt that name will end up catching on, but what it is is like critical security studies, but that is relevant to policy and that has implications basically for like the size and shape and behavior, even the existence of the national security state. And so uh, the the stuff that I do kind of focuses on two things. One is Understanding processes of insecurity and militarism, like what forms does militarism take, right? What are its conditions of possibility? Uh, Who benefits from what we're doing and who's harmed by it, right? What price do democratic societies, plural, pay to do a foreign policy that tries to perpetuate American primacy? And then the the second aspect of um, the strategic peace studies, if you will is about making claims or producing knowledge in an idiom of security policy, like something that's intelligible to people with their hands on the levers of power. So directly advising about how to do statecraft in a manner that centers workers, that's conscientious about how it affects existing relationships between oppressors and the oppressed. You know, um, So security in context is a great home for this like strategic peace studies thing that I'm I'm noodling on in my head. And in our current moment, the primary driver of the national security state and, and global insecurity is geopolitical rivalry, right? It's the China obsessed great power competition paradigm that we're now hanging all structures of deep insecurity on, right? It's the China is like the new rationale for perpetuating hypocrisy and insecurity, And so uh, I'm going to be bringing my work uh, on thinking more clearly about China and geopolitics to this great project that security in context already has, multipolarity, great power competition in the global south. And so that's kind of where I'm like more most directly plugging in, I think.
1: A lot of stuff um, coming up, it seems. Um, So as someone who has spent a lot of time at think tanks, as you were mentioning before, how do you see the role of think tanks in producing knowledge and shaping security policies? And also, how do you think uh, about an organization like Security in Context compared to these uh, global think tanks and and the global think tank landscape?
0: Yeah, think tanks are interesting because... In practice, they tend to be um, social sites for people who control the levers of power, uh, especially in the U.S. Uh, But formally, they're in the business of knowledge production, right? The problem is that they produce knowledge that justifies imbalances of power in society, right? To the extent that they engage with the public, it's in this manufacturing consent sort of way where they trade on their legitimacy as experts to sell the public on what governments and funders want to do, which is like very perverted, or it's like an inversion of what they're supposed to be. Um, and they're not all like this, but especially in DC, that's what most of them are. And so the think tanks that are best resourced are also the most corrupt in the sense that they they act as if their job is to provide advice to princes instead of doing public education. And so in all my experience at think tanks. Uh, in the US, we always had a really like haughty, dismissive attitude toward the public. And so there are think tanks, especially outside the US, that are like thin on resources, but they have a much purer sense of what the think tank is supposed to be doing. And so I see security in context as doing battle, uh, if you will, with the ruling class think tanks. And building coalitions with the think tanks that are earnestly interested in building a more durable security. One of the challenges is like, well, how do you play an insider's game and an outsider's game? How do you advise policymakers about making better choices? And that really starts with building relationships um, with corridors of power, kind of, but doing that while taking like a publicly antagonistic pose toward power, right? which is what you def- default into when you're like standing on the side of the people. So how do you do advice to princes at the same time that you do consciousness raising and Overton window work? Um, I, don't, I don't have an answer necessarily. It's a tricky thing, but like that's worth trying to navigate. And I think security context is well positioned to, to do that.
1: Yeah, and I think, I mean, you don't have to provide the answers. We're here to ask (laughs) questions too, I mean, right? If
0: if we knew what we were doing, it wouldn't be called research. I think Einstein said that.
1: There you go. Here we have Einstein. (laughs) Well, uh, Van Jackson, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm sure your participation will bring great things to the project. So uh, thanks for for joining the team.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me. This is going to be an exciting era.